Welcome to the American Lean Podcast, where we cover five topics in five days in about five minutes. The only place in the world where you can get daily lean coaching. Your host is Tom Reed, and he shares his 30 years of experience and covers leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, lean methodologies, industry 4.0, and interviews special guests on their lean journey. We're glad you're here. So let's go. Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. It's Friday, and we always talk with companies on their lean journey. And today, I'm lucky enough to have Jason Harkemeyer, who is the general manager of the production preparation management at Toyota Boshuku. Jason, welcome in. Thanks for joining us on American Lean Podcast. Hello, Tom. Thanks for having me. Sure, man. Good talking to you. Now, Jason and I have a history. We were at a consulting company in Cincinnati, and we worked together many, many years ago and had a lot of fun working with some excellent clients in that area. And then we've all obviously gone our separate ways, but it's great to reconnect. You're, uh, you're kind of number two or three of some old consulting people that I've connected with. It's been fun. It's been fun getting back together and talking and seeing what everybody's doing these days. Yeah, it's always good to talk to old colleagues and see how they've moved on in their careers and uh, reconnect after a couple decades of not talking to each other. Right, right. Yep, yep. And shame on us for letting it go that long. That's what I always, that's what I said last week when I was talking to Chris. So, but uh, real quick, tell us about yourself and what you do at Toyota Boshuko. Okay. Um, my background is primarily, I, I graduated from the University of Dayton with an industrial engineering degree and then later went on to get my master's in business uh, from Xavier University in Cincinnati. And the two, to, I felt, were a good combination for manufacturing management position of, for my career. I started off with overhead door, making garage door components in northern Kentucky. And then a friend of mine called and said that a company that he was working with had a position open, and they were an automotive supplier, and I applied and got that position. Since then, most of my 30-year career has been in the automotive industry, primarily um, supplying parts to the Japanese car companies that are here in the U.S. Okay. Are just Toyota or other uh, Japanese manufacturers as well? Mostly toy, mostly Toyota. I did. I worked for Toyota for three years, but I have supplied parts to other OEMs as well. Kind of along with that journey, you know, Toyota is always the poster child for lean, et cetera, et cetera. And and again, you have worked at some other organizations like you just mentioned. But from your perspective and being an insider, what do you think that Toyota does that's so different? Why are they Why are they the poster child for lean? Well, one of the, the key aspects, the Toyota invest heavily in their people. Okay. They're very, very good about keeping their people, uh, making sure that they're successful in their careers. And many of their employees spend their whole careers at Toyota. They spend 25 to 30 years once they get hired in. Wow. And many, many of the, my old coworkers are now some of the top-level executives at Toyota. And at their headquarters in Michigan. So I, I think that's probably one of the biggest key aspects that and Toyota does is they heavily invest in their people, training and commitment. And that pays off back to Toyota because so I can honestly say some of the people that I've worked with are highly, highly dedicated to the company. Mm, okay. and they're very good, good team members. They work good as a team. And as, as you develop through your career, you get to know people in your organization sure. so they have a good network. If they have a problem, they know who to go talk to and they can get things done quickly. Also, they have a, in our company, we have a, what we call our TB way, and that's like our DNA of how we operate. 
and it's eight specific points that we judge our daily activities on, and it's ingrained in all of us from the <laughs> moment we start with the organization. Okay. There are eight points, so I can read them off to you if you're interested. Sure, yeah. People would like to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number one, we meet challenges with courage and creativity to visualize our dreams. Number two, we carry out Kaizen continuously, aiming to achieve higher goals. Number three, we practice Genshi Genbutsu by going to the source and analyzing the problems and finding the root causes. Okay, so that's that's kind of a go and see, right? Yep. And then number four is once a decision is made, we move quickly to carry out the plan with passion and a sense of mission. Hmm. Number five, we seek to do our best, act professionally, and take responsibility for our actions. Number six, we respect the values of other cultures and accept differences with an open mind and global perspective. Number seven, as a good corporate citizen, we do what is right and contribute to society. And lastly, number eight, we respect the individual and use teamwork to produce the best results. Okay. That is a part of our orientation program as soon as you, you start your first day. And then throughout your career, um, we point out and we use these eight things to keep those eight philosophies um, at the forefront of each of the employees' minds. Excellent, excellent. And these these guiding principles go all the way back to the founding uh, founder of Toyota, Sakichi Toyota, and he had the same principles in place and those have made it for 100 years now in our organization. That's pretty darn good, right? Imagine doing something 100 yeah. years ago and it's still going on. That's fantastic. And yeah, you and I were talking a little bit, and you said this is the 100th anniversary of Toyota Bushuku? Yeah, last year we celebrated our 100th anniversary. Toyota Bushuku is actually the original Toyota. Oh, wow, okay. Um, the, our founder started to make the looms to weave uh, fabric, and with that success of that company, his sons went off to study in Europe, and when the cars started to be developed in the early 1900s, they came back to Japan and said, Dad, we need to start a car company. <laughs> wow. And so his sons are the ones that started the Toyota Motor Corporation. I'll be darned. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that he had, that they made looms originally, and that's how Toyota started. Yep. And then I knew his sons had uh, wanted to do the automotives, and so that's great. That's a great story. It's very cool that his vision from 100 years ago is still carrying on today. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I got a chance to go to Japan and we visited his original house and saw the original loom that he developed. Boy, that that's just amazing to see how you go from a wooden loom sure. to Toyota Corporation now. It's just amazing. <laughs> that is, a, that's astounding. Had to be astounding. It's the American Lean Podcast, right? We tend to call it Lean, which comes from Womack visiting Japan, and they had to come up with a name for this thing that they saw, and he happened to choose Lean, and it's carried on for you know a good 30 years. And while I know it's part of Toyota's DNA, what is it about their approach that's maybe different than how we typically think of things as having a four-day or a three-day Kaizen event, you're focused on one specific area? What's, what's kind of the difference versus what I would call more activity-based versus being a true cultural change and having that as part of your culture? You know, when Toyota first came to the U.S., they uh, formed formed a joint venture with GM yep. in California. Yep, knew me, yep. 
known as the NUMI plant. And, and the purpose was to teach GM some of their concepts. Now that facility or that partnership ended, as everyone well knows. And now, ironically, Tesla. Right, they're in that factory. Manufacturing yep. in that same facility. Yep, it sure is. So it's, that's an interesting uh, turn of events for uh, when Toyota first came here. But it goes back to the Toyota production system, which, you know, was the foundation for lean manufacturing. And it's about identifying a waste and driving them out and trying to make your manufacturing processes as efficient as you possibly can to reduce your cost and make you as most competitive as you can be in mm-hmm. the marketplace. Okay. So what have been some of the successes that you've seen from uh, kind of eliminating waste and doing some of that stuff at, at, at Toyota Bushuku that you've seen? We do have a Kaizen department, and we do work on uh, improving things, but most of it is ingrained in our DNA so that when, when we start a new project, we already have those basic concepts in place, right? <laughs> and, and being a discrete manufacturer, we're making high-volume products. Sure. So it's it's a little bit easier in my mind than it is in a job shop because you have so much change or different variability, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But recently, in the last three years, we've launched four major model changeovers that involved 14 of our plants here in North and Central America. Wow, okay. And that, that's been one of the biggest challenges our organization's gone through here in the past three years. With all the manufacturing challenges that are out there with employees and finding employees and maintaining a workforce and good quality and delivery and sure. and then the whole supply base has been a challenge as well. Now, your Boshuku does seats. I don't know that you mentioned that at the very beginning. Maybe I cut you off, but you guys no, manufacture yeah. seats and interiors for the Japanese automakers. Tell us about how you have to sequence kind of a little bit behind that. I'm not sure a lot of people know. So we are a true just-in-time organization. Most all of our plants are located very close to the Toyota facilities. And we receive a broadcast order when a car comes through the paint booth at the Toyota facility. They know what interior package is going to be going into that car. And so that information comes to us over the uh, Internet into our facility. And then our operators pick all of those components and then assemble seats for that vehicle. We only have two hours from the time we receive that information to build that product, ship it, and it's coming through monorail system and drops down to the operator at Toyota that takes our product and sticks it straight into the car. Wow. Two hours, two huh? Hour, with two-hour lead time, you can imagine, and, and I'm talking 1,500 seat sets a day at one facility, and we have 14 plants <laughs> in North America. <laughs> That's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah it's, our business is $2.5 billion in sales. Wow. And, yeah, there's so many variables, so many suppliers, so many uh, trucks that are coming in. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite a process. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's astounding. Two hours. So car factories don't have more than about two hours of worth of material in their shops at any given time. The, the, the way it works, a truck comes into their plant. It has 60 vehicles on it of our product. Mm-hmm. On it, okay. And then un- unloads onto their conveyor system. 
and then that truck picks up the empties and comes back to our facility. Well, those 60 sets last them for one hour. Okay. By the time the truck's back to our place, he's picking up another hour, and he's on his way back down to their facility. Okay, so you're, you're doing a one-hour milk run, basically. Yep. So we're linked directly to them. So any hiccups at their place affect us, and then any hiccups we have affect them. So if somebody pulls the Andon cord at the, you know, on the main line, doesn't matter. You guys are still on your way with your 60 seat sets and yep. off you go. Okay. Yep. And then when we pull the Andon cord, it's everybody's getting there to solve the problem sure. as fast as we can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're, so you said it was uh 60 seat sets an hour. So they're basically building a car a minute. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's very cool. And that's, that's the attack time mm-hmm. that we're operating in many of our plants. 55 to 60 seconds a vehicle. Wow, that's astounding. So for listeners out there, if their organization were beginning a lean journey and they wanted to get started, what advice would you give them? Because, you know, we realize we can't duplicate Toyota. We don't have the 50 years of DNA, et cetera, the 100 years of DNA. What advice would you give them to get started? Regardless of size your organization is, there's always opportunities to improve. Many times in my career, I've seen little pockets of Kaizen that, okay, you you fix something over here, but what did it really help the organization? Sure. In my opinion, the first step is you have to do a value stream map yep. or map out your entire process. And what is it you're trying to achieve? You, you have to get that deter- the big picture aspect of what you want to do first. Then you go back in and start hitting your little Kaizen's to chip away at that waste to streamline your process and make you more, more efficient. To me, that, is, that, in my experience, has been the best approach. I know when we did some of our consulting together, Tom, we would go in and do a little Kaizen here. Right, there. yep. But did we really affect a lot of change in the organization? Sure. Sometimes the organization took it and ran with it and did a great job. Others, they backslid, and, and the gains that we made on that Kaizen didn't last mm-hmm. more than a couple of weeks. Right. right. That's why I wrote the Lean Game Plan. Those are the exact steps in Lean Game Plans. What's your vision? Then you go, you develop your value stream mapping. Uh, that's kind of your game plan. You put that in place. You hold your Kaizen events and you measure and adjust. But you do, you do have to do it pretty much all across your entire value streams. You are just going to have pocket improvement. It took me a long time to get there, but you know, after doing this for 30 years, you, you finally learn a few things, right? <laughs> Tell us more about how we can find out about you and reach out to you if we have questions and then we'll call it a wrap. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Jason Hartgemeyer. Sorry, H-A-R-T-K-E-M. E-Y-E-R, and I can be reached at Jason Harkmeyer at ToyotaBoshuko.com. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, man. It's great catching up again, and just, it's cool to hear, again, like you said, how we've all progressed through our, our careers, and just to catch up and to hear the great things that you're doing at Toyota, and, and just to hear kind of the insider view of what's going on at Toyota. It's neat to hear. Yeah. Great talking to you. Yep. If you ever get back out here in Cincinnati, give me a call. Uh, I will absolutely do that. Well, thanks for your time, man, and, and we'll talk to you later. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we are honored to serve you, and we hope that you and your company are getting a little bit better every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others in the lean and business community. If you'd like to turbocharge your lean efforts, please visit us at AmericanLean.com.